Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and it's good to be with you again on another episode of Vitality Radio. You know, I've been bringing a lot of guests on lately, uh, quite a few new names uh, that I've been really uh, intrigued by what they've had to say, lots of great information. But then every once in a while, I just have to go back to something that has worked really great in the past with a guest that I've had more than once and that people have raved about the interview, about the uh, information that they received, and uh, about the topic uh, at hand in particular. And this one is as near and dear to my heart as possible, I think, and that is we're going to talk about digestive enzymes and systemic enzymes. Uh, Those of you who are regular listeners to the show know that as part of my Vital 5, I have digestive enzymes as one of those vital supplements that I think just about every adult in America ought to be taking. And uh, so whenever I get a chance to talk enzymes with someone who knows more about them than me, I jump on that chance. I've got a... uh, a past guest who's become a friend. Her name is Julia Craven, back on Vitality Radio. Julia, welcome back. So happy to be back. It's always so fun to meet with you and have these extended chats about something we're both so excited about. Yeah, it's exciting. I, uh, you know, you've been on twice in the last, I, I think. About a year ago, I think was the first time, and then a few months mm-hmm. after that, here's your third time. Um, I will already tell you, uh, it will be. Well, is this your third? This might be your fourth time. Do you know? I think you might be four. Yeah, I, remember they're yeah. also I think we're on the fourth one. But the funny thing is, well, it's not funny. It's great is that I had many people specifically say, oh, my gosh, I loved that show with Julia. I love the information. We've had such good feedback on it. And so when my listeners speak as much as I possibly can, I listen because they're gracious enough to listen to me. So I might as well listen to them back. Right. So here you are back. And uh, we're going to talk specifically about this time of year that we all are interested here, this holiday season, and the potential for overindulgence, uh, the potential for uh, immune challenges due to the stress and the travel and the uh, shorter uh, periods of light and potentially lower vitamin D, and everybody calls it the cold and flu season. And there's just all these things to consider this time of year that are a little different than the rest of the year. And we aim to help you listening to uh, steer through all of that craziness that is the holiday season here in America and help you uh, stay well and feeling really good throughout. That's the goal with today's show. Julia, for those who haven't heard you before, for, don't remember, uh, just give us a little bit of background on yourself, please. Sure. So my full name is Julia Craven, and um, currently I am the vice president of education for a company called Enzymedica, which has been the leading enzyme company since about 2000. And we are an independently owned company, and so we have a very strong alliance with our also our independent retailers. And in that, we really feel like it's our job to educate. I started studying enzymes seriously in about 2005 when I learned the beginnings of what they could do and how they were changing my life. 
And from there, I just absolutely became obsessed. But previous to that, I started uh, studying natural products, herbalism specifically, in 1989. So I have been kicking around for a while ago, a while now. And one of the things I love about enzymes is that you can combine them with so many other things, and they are so related to things that we may never even think of as digestive issues. But if we know what we're talking about, we know that digestive is really at the core of so many other things. You can usually find a downstream effect when you're talking about digestion and you kind of, I call it following the breadcrumbs and you can see, oh, this other issue that seems to have nothing to do with digestion actually does. And so there's endless things to talk about when we're talking about digestive specifically and enzymes are pretty magical substances. So needless to say, I'm a bit obsessed. Yeah, and and I understand. And the thing about enzymes is that it's it, it is a fascinating topic itself, but it's there's so much in it uh, because we have a variety of different enzymes that do a variety of different things. We have enzymes that can be used when we're eating to help with breaking down and digesting our food. We have enzymes that we take on an empty stomach for other purposes. Enzymes have detoxification benefits. They have digestion, of course, and elimination benefits, assimilation of nutritional uh, things. They help to break down things in the body that aren't food, but that ought not to be there uh, as well. So there's just this wide range of different aspects of digestive and systemic enzymes that we can discuss, which is why you can be on the show multiple times and we don't have to repeat ourselves because there's just so much here uh, in this enzyme uh, uh, game and the puzzle that is uh, kind of fitting all this stuff together. So let's uh, let's talk about the holidays. So this episode is going to air a little after Thanksgiving. Um, and so we're going to miss those people that overindulge during Thanksgiving. However, there's this whole other month after Thanksgiving known as December. <laughs> When everybody's bringing cookies to the office and we're doing, uh, you know, neighbors are bringing gifts of their, you know, homemade gingerbread and uh, all these different things. And most of us, I would say, it's safe to say, go a little bit crazy with our diets during the holiday season, which probably is why January 1st, um, when people start making their resolutions, the number one thing is fitness, weight loss, health, you know, those types of things. There's got to be some correlation there. So let's start on the digestive enzyme side. One of the things that, well, first off, just really briefly, um, let's talk about the the basic um, components of digestion so people can understand that a little bit. We have you know, bile, we have stomach acid, we have enzymes. Talk to us about kind of how all that stuff works together. So digestion actually begins the minute you start to smell food or there's any kind of food anticipation. Um, it happens to me all the time. Oh, I'm not hungry. I don't, I'm fine. I'm not hungry at all. And then I smell food and all of a sudden my stomach starts to growl. So I, I like to make sure that digestion is it's imparted that digestion does not actually begin in the stomach. The digestion process begins, it's a psychological experience. And one of the first things that happens is that when we start to salivate, we're excreting enzymes. We're especially excreting a lot of enzymes called amylases, which break down carbohydrates. And that happens as we chew, but we're also excreting other enzymes in our mouths. And so the first and most important lesson on digestion is what all of our grandmothers told us, which is slow down when you eat and chew your food. I really, I just want to 
have a button that says chew your food <laughs> because honestly that is so that's so important you're you're breaking down the food you're masticating it and you're mixing it with your body's own natural digestive digestive enzymes and then the food travels into the upper stomach and then slowly descends into the lower stomach and again it's our stomach is acidic but it gets far more acidic once we get that signal of food coming down that acid is super important. Some people think that acid is a bad thing because they've had a little too much heartburn in their lives, but acid is actually vitally important as, as are all the gastric secretions because, again, in those gastric secretions, there are more enzymes. Um, and then as the food travels into the duodenum and the small intestine, our pancreas secretes more enzymes. Um, and that food is starting to be broken down. So in the small intestine, I call that sort of the magic area. That's sort of where the, the rubber hits the road with nutrient bioavailability. And that is one of the top things that enzymes can help us with that we may not always think of. We think of digestion and maybe digestive enzymes when we have gas and bloating and that feeling of discomfort. We're not really thinking about whole body health. And it's important to remember, you are not just what you eat. You are what you digest. And so you can be eating the most beautiful, clean, great for your body type diet in the world. And if your digestion is compromised, so what? You're not getting the most out of it. You know, I think about how many times a day do you or people in your store walk folks over to the multivitamin section? They say, I'm not, I just don't feel like I'm getting enough nutrition. And it's like, well, we think about taking a pill, but we don't think about actually optimizing our own digestion to get the healthy nutrients we're eating. And then the next step is the microbiome. Um, and that is where we know about the microbiome for our microflora, how strongly it's associated with our immune system, with helping to be able to modulate healthy inflammation. All of that good stuff is happening in the microflora. And what people don't understand often is that properly formulated enzymes are still doing their job in the microbiome. So they're able to break down that undigested material that so many people have in their lower gut so that our own microflora can flourish better. And that also leads to healthier elimination. So there is no point in the system that digestive enzymes are not involved. They're important from you know the moment that you start to chew all the way through the entire process. Enzymes are involved. And I think people think about stomach acid and then they think about the microbiome. They don't kind of realize mm -hmm. all the other parts that go into it. Well, it's interesting, you know, because I think you're right on that. I, when I mention digestive enzymes to someone for the first time, the most common thing I hear is, oh, you mean probiotics. Right. Like people, you know, put those things together. They think they're the same thing in many cases. And, of course, we talk about probiotics and the microbiome, you know, on this show plenty. But, my gosh, you just all you have to do is scroll through social media and you'll see a thousand different companies selling probiotics uh, with uh, various influencers. And we have, you know, all this research on the microbiome and all of that is really, really critical and important stuff. But we do tend to bypass the whole enzyme thing way too much, uh, I believe, in terms of the knowledge that we have about digestion and assimilation of nutrients, like you said. And the thing is, we have this diet now in America where it's not what it used to be, right? In so many different ways. We're, we're not eating, most of us aren't eating as clean as we uh, certainly as our ancestors did, or as we have the potential to do. And our soil is so depleted that we have less nutrition in the soil and in our food than we already did. So if we're not digesting it on top of that, then we really are uh, in a nutrient deficient uh, situation. So, and that's why I, I call enzymes 
one of my vital five. I just think they're so important across the board that uh, once we hit a certain age, and and I'm curious, I'm going to ask your question or ask you this question. I tend, tend to tell people 30, 35 years old at the latest is when you should be considering really uh, taking digestive enzymes consistently. Uh, not necessarily a bad thing to do it earlier than that. Sometimes I recommend it depending on what somebody's dealing with. But what's your opinion on age for digestive enzymes as like an everyday, every meal thing? I think you're spot on with the 35 to 40. You've probably seen it so many times. People come in and they say, I never used to have these problems. And it's like, yeah, because you're just not producing as much digestive enzymes as you age. So part of it is the actual physiological, just the impact of aging. You know, your body is not creating as many digestive enzymes. But the other part of it is that environmental toxins, um, stress is a big one. Certainly some medications all of those things also impact our digestive enzyme um, ability to create digestive enzymes. And so that's called being alive in the modern world. You know, we're not getting out of environmental toxins as clean as we may want to live. Many of us, when we're stressed, we don't digest, you know, so we're obviously not having as great of an enzyme production there. Um, chronic stress or large traumatic events can also really, really impact digestion in a negative way. We see that very, very often. And then certain times medications are just a necessity of life. Um, so it's called being alive in the modern world means that eventually you're not going to be producing enough digestive enzymes. There's really not a lot of getting around it, but there are things that you can do from a dietary point of view, which will help you to not need as many enzymes. But the reality is, is that as we age, we just, we simply do need some help usually. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And the thing that's interesting is, you know, you mentioned earlier the um, some of the symptoms that people oftentimes experience benefit with digestive enzymes, less gassiness, less bloating, uh, you know, less um, irritation in the digestive system, all of these types of things. But one of the things that I think really gets overlooked, too, is that the, the gut itself is a very energy-intensive uh, environment. We're having to use a ton of energy to break down this food, to move things through the system. And when we're under a lot of stress, as you mentioned, our digestive system slows down a lot because we go into that fight-or-flight mode as opposed to the rest and digest mode. And so we're not as capable of digesting when we're under a significant amount of stress anyway. And then that means that we're going to utilize much more body energy to try to break down our food. And the thing that I notice above everything else with digestive enzymes personally is I don't feel like I need a nap after I eat if I take digestive enzymes, especially that afternoon and evening meal where for me, prior to really getting, because I didn't start taking enzymes really religiously until I was about 40. And the difference is night and day. If I take my enzymes, I feel like I can go straight from lunch through dinner. I don't feel like I'm exhausted for a half an hour, an hour, like I used to feel oftentimes. I am able to kind of carry through. And I recognize as I started digging deeper into enzymes 10 years ago or so that I was missing something really vital there that made a huge difference in how I feel. Yeah, that's absolutely, um, that's that's actually my my favorite part and it's the most abstract part or sometimes the hardest thing for people to understand is that every time you are doing something to help your digestion so that could be a digestive enzyme it could be chewing your food better it could be eating smaller meals and not getting to the point of i'm so full but just getting to okay i've had enough food now 
anytime we do any of those things, we're helping to retain our own innate energy. And I am going to use the word, the healing energy of the body. And I say that because if you look back at every single ancient healing tradition and many, many religious traditions, fasting is a vital part of all of them. And so it's a natural way to rest our digestive system. And we see it all the time with fasting, especially the longer term fasts, where people go into remission on some very serious conditions that they may have simply by fasting, which is resting the digestive system, but then it's also kind of turning on a lot of our own cellular detoxification Mm -hmm. as we go through longer fasts. And so I think of digestive enzymes as just a little way to be able to retain some of that energy every time you eat. So if we look at it this way, what else can we do that enhances nutrient bioavailability that supports a healthy microbiome. And I haven't even gone into the impact of enzymes on the microbiome and what can happen there. Also helps with detoxification and then saving your own innate energy, not much else. They're pretty fascinating. Yeah, the the innate energy thing, I love the way you put that because that's exactly what it is. You're gonna use the energy for something, uh, but if you don't have to use it for digesting your meal, then you're uh, you get to use it for other things, and yep. and the other thing I've noticed is that just mental clarity is better when I take enzymes consistently. I tell people all the time that if I wasn't if there was a supplement that uh, of all the supplements that I've ever taken, if there's one supplement that I could specifically point to that I feel better on it than off of it, like there's a bigger change when I'm on that than any other supplement I've used, if I word this properly, it is digestive enzymes. I just absolutely swear by them. So I think we've we've done a pretty good job of covering that. Let's talk a little bit about this whole holiday thing. We have extra stress, extra travel in many cases, extra food, and oftentimes not so healthy food, lots more sugar and things like that. All that stuff going on during the holidays. How can people address those things with enzymes? Well, being very consistent about taking your digestive enzyme. Many people will think that you take a digestive enzyme only when you're going to have one of those off meals or you're going to live a little bit off book that day and have a larger meal, which is a lot during the holidays. But actually where digestive enzymes really, truly do benefit you most, and I call this therapeutic digestive enzymes, is that when we are taking them consistently. So when we take them for just one meal, we get activity pretty much for that meal. Helpful? Yes. But when we take them consistently, we're getting activity and benefit through all of the meals. So that means that our microbiome overall is going to be in healthier condition. And one of the things that not a lot of people know is that the probiotics or the microflora that's in your gut creates enzymes. So as those microflora go through their generational cycle, they create more enzymes, meaning that you're helped more from your own gut flora. And we want to take enzymes to keep that microbiome in a healthy and clean condition. So really, it's about consistently taking digestive enzymes, not just when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, it's Thanksgiving and I'm, I'm going to do it up today. Right. Um, that's how you're going to get the greatest benefit. Yeah. And I will tell you, uh, you know, listening right now, the way that I use enzymes, first off, it is a rare meal that I don't get my enzymes in. It's honestly, it's just an oversight if it ever happens, because I, 
I have noticed such a big difference when I do versus when I don't. And and generally speaking, if I forget, I, re- I recognize that a half an hour, hour later, I'm like, uh, whoops, I forgot yeah. my enzymes. So yeah, taking with the meal is a big deal. But I have also experimented a lot with this with me and with the recommendations I've made uh, with clients at Vitality. If you are eating just kind of your normal way of eating, which hopefully your normal way of eating is pretty clean, pretty pretty organic, uh, you're not you know overindulging on a regular basis, that kind of thing. If you are, that you know, of course, you can address that in other ways as well. Um, but uh, when you're doing that, you know, uh, one or two uh, digestive enzyme capsules with each meal typically is going to do the job. And we're talking to uh, you know Julia here from Enzymedica, which I believe is the best enzyme company in the world. I love, love, love their products. And they have a wide range, everything from Digest Basic to Digest to Digest Gold to Digest Spectrum. They have individual ones for people that struggle with certain types of foods uh, like the gluten, uh, glutenese and things like that. So there's a wide range of enzymes. All of those options will be linked in the show description if you want to kind of look through what they've got. And they'll have something I can tell you for you. Um, of course, we have our Vital 5 um, Assimilate Digestive Enzyme as well. There's a lot of good options uh, when it comes to enzymes. But Enzymedica, it, the thing that I think I love about your company the most is that that really is what you do. You pretty much stay in that wheelhouse. It's enzymes and things essentially related to digestion, pretty much, uh, that you guys are doing. And you just do it really, really well. So... When it comes to the overindulgent side of things, um, I have found that if I'm going out to eat, I'm not quite sure what's in my food. I'm trying to order relatively healthy, but who knows what they're putting in there, that kind of thing. Then instead of one or two capsules, I'm taking three or four capsules. If I'm going to Thanksgiving dinner and I'm thinking, huh, I'm probably... (laughs) I'm probably not going to be as good as I should be here. Going to do a little bit of overindulging myself. Um, then, yeah, I'm I'm taking higher doses, and it is a noticeable thing. So feel free with digestive enzymes to experiment with your dose based on what you're consuming. Uh, more is often better, uh, you know, within reason. You can't really hurt yourself with enzymes. So you just have to kind of figure out what a useful dose is for you. But that's just my two cents in terms of how to dose your enzymes and, you know, how to play with that. Um, real quickly, among your enzymes, one of the big questions that I get, Julia, is, well, how do I know if I'm a Digest Basic person or a Digest Gold person? Right. Can you answer that a little bit? Yeah, I love that question. Um, so part of it is it's not just the size of the meal. It's also the complexity of the meal. Many times people are like, well, I just had a, I just had a really small breakfast. I had half a slice of toast, eggs with cheese, some bacon, orange juice and, you know, a little bit of granola. I'm like, that's not a small breakfast, but anyway, um, that's a very (laughs) complex meal, right? We've got grains, we've got sugars, we've got complex carbohydrates, we've got a lot of fats, we've got different kinds of proteins in there. And so when you're eating more complex meals, almost regardless of the size, I like to go with a little bit of a higher potency, like a digest or a digest gold. Now, if you're someone more like you and I, and like for me, for instance, I intermittent fast when I'm at home. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not really eating my first meal until usually around noon. But if I do have something, it's really small. It's a little snack. And I'll just take a Digest Basic with that. So Digest Basic is really great for if you're eating small meals. You're also not having a lot of digestive issues 
um, and you're eating more more frequently, it's also really good on price point. So Mm -hmm. one of the things that I think that there's a big mistake about is that people say, I'm going to get the highest potency enzyme, but I'm only going to take it when I feel like I really need it versus I'm going to get a lower potency product and I'm going to be very consistent about it. I would rather someone take a lower potency product and be super consistent about it. If that is a more affordable price point for them, they're going to get a lot more benefit than that one big hit with that large meal and taking that digest gold. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Consistency is a big deal with enzymes. Consistency is a big deal. And also somebody is just transitioning into a healthier lifestyle. You know, they're maybe coming from a standard American diet into eating a healthier lifestyle. One of the things that can happen, and it's rare, but it does happen with digestive enzymes is that they have a detoxification process by which they're simply breaking down the food that's been hanging out in your lower GI for a while. So somebody's coming in from SAD and their standard American diet, and they're coming in, they're trying to eat healthier, their microbiome hasn't adjusted yet. And a high dose of enzymes, say somebody kicked back to digest gold the first time, that could actually throw them into a little bit of detox. It's not a bad thing. It's just some cramping, maybe some diarrhea. I'm always a fan of low and slow and building. So, um, you know, digest basic and digest are also a smaller capsule. Digest gold is a bigger capsule. Um, digest basic, you would have to take like five or six to get one digest gold. So just think about it in terms of the complexity of your meal, how often you're eating. Um, a lot of times I like seniors to be on digest or digest basic because they're inherently eating smaller meals. Hmm, okay. So, um, All right. No, I love that. That's helpful. <laughs> and the thing about it is that it's really important to understand too, is that again, you know, kind of worst case scenario with enzymes, and we don't hear it very often, is you might have a little bit of that detox thing and not feel comfortable for, you know, a few hours or something like that. But um, you're not going to harm yourself. So you can freely experiment with different potencies and let your body be the judge. One of the things I love about enzymes is they are experiential. You do feel better when you take enzymes. So the question is, do you feel better with digest or you do feel better with digest gold or is there no difference? If there's no difference in how you feel, maybe all you need is digest. You can save a few dollars. If you have more, um, you know, food sensitivity issues, food intolerance issues, of course, then you can look at digest spectrum and some Mm -hmm. of the other products, you know, specific in those areas. But again, those will all be linked in the show description. You can take a look. If you have questions about any of them, we're happy to help you at Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662 is the number. Uh, you can also jump on our website, vitalitynutrition.com. You can open up a chat, and we're happy to assist you there as well and kind of compare and contrast the different um, options. So back to uh, the holidays. Uh, we talked a little bit about how stress uh, impacts things, um, and we talked a little bit about you know kind of overindulgence and things like that. Um, what about the other big concern when it comes to the holidays, and that is of potentially getting sick, uh, you know, cold, flus, whatever it is. Um, you know, we're we're traveling, we're getting on planes with you know recycled air and all the other kind of stuff that we're dealing with. We've got people coming into our home. Um, we may be going into somebody else's home. There's all kinds of things that people get concerned about, especially over the last few years. Uh, what do enzymes have to do with immune function, and how mm-hmm. do we use them in that way? 
Um, well, first I'm going to tie back to digestion, right? Cause everything pretty much starts in the gut. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are, I'm just going to give you a really basic example here. So if your digestion is compromised, especially if it's been compromised for a while, maybe you have some food intolerances, perhaps some gut permeability, which is also known as leaky gut, you may not be getting the best nutrient bioavailability. And one of the places that that's especially prevalent is with magnesium. Uh, Many people are deficient in magnesium to start with, and then we have issues. Now we're not absorbing enough of our magnesium, which isn't easy to absorb anyway, and a lack of magnesium can lead to stress. So it's like, again, we follow the breadcrumbs back (laughs) Mm -hmm. when it seems like we often follow the breadcrumbs back to digestion. The second thing, speaking of bread, is food intolerances. So if you have a low grade or, or a larger um, more meaningful food intolerance, but especially it's especially pernicious when it's low grade and people actually don't know about it. That's actually really stressing your immune system over a long period of time. And that's where products like the glutenes and the digest spectrum can really come into play, especially when we don't have all the control of our food and we may have some cross-contamination. Um, one of my favorite images in, in other classes I teach is, you know, grandma with a pie. And it's like, you love her, but you don't always trust her. <laughs> She's trying really hard to give you this gluten-free Thanksgiving that she doesn't realize that she can't roll the same gluten-free dough on the same board as the, as the regular wheat dough. So I don't want to ignore the whole digestive connection, but where it gets really fun and really cool. So say you're taking your digestive enzymes all the time and you're you're doing well with that. You can take enzymes, specifically a class of enzymes called proteases, which all protease means is it's a class of enzymes that digests protein. You can take these on an empty stomach and they will travel into your bloodstream and support your systemic, they're called systemic enzymes. So they will support your whole system through various activations. So first thing is, is that they're protein based and you want to take them on an empty stomach. Why? Because properly formulated enzymes work on contact. That is one of the cool things about enzymes. And you mentioned it earlier, they're experiential. And they're experiential when they're good quality enzymes and they're formulated correctly. So we want to make sure that they don't hit food because they're going to break down food first. So that's why the empty stomach. And these class of enzymes, proteases, again, have to be properly formulated so that they will work in the pH of the bloodstream. Um, can travel into your bloodstream and break down anything that is called an antigen. An antigen is just a fancy way of saying anything your immune system, any protein your immune system has marked to be removed, anything your own white blood cells would naturally travel towards and basically engulf and digest. Proteases will go to those same antigens. And the easy way to think about it is the three Ds, anything that's dead, anything that's damaged, and anything that does not belong. As long as it's protein-based, your immune system would be removing it, and proteases can break them down. This is exactly how our own white blood cells work. Our own white blood cells have proteases in their center that's basically in their belly, and a white blood cell engulfs one of these dead, damaged, doesn't belong antigens, brings it into its cellular body, and digests it with proteases. Well, when you take proteases systemically on an empty stomach, you can get that same kind of activity. So it's exactly how our own immune system works. We're just helping to juice it. It's really, really fascinating that enzymes are so aligned with exactly how our bodies work, that that's one of the reasons that they're so safe, that there are so few contraindications, and that you can take pretty massive amounts 
without any problems. Also, enzymes are just long strains of amino acids that are folded up in this very special way. So the worst thing that's going to happen is that an enzyme will get denatured. It is just released into amino acids. Your body knows exactly what to do with that. So they're, they're very cool when you take them on an empty stomach because I like to say enzymes don't care. Enzymes do not care if it is um, an invader, a pathogenic invader, such as a bacteria. Say, you know, you're, you've flown, you've touched something weird. This happens to me almost every week. I know I'm fighting something off. Enzymes don't care. As long as it's been marked for removal, the enzymes will break it down. They do not break down proteins or parts of our cells that haven't been marked for removal because that's how our own immune system works. So they're really cool because like enzymes don't care. They don't care if it's one kind of bug or another kind of bug. They're just going to break it down. Yeah. And I, I really love the way you describe that too. the whole protease inside the white blood cell thing. So um, cool. I have never really heard it described that way. It makes perfect sense. And when we think about enzymes, the way that you just discussed them, it they sound almost intelligent, right? And and there really is this incredible um, intuitive nature, I guess you could say, because they go after the things that aren't supposed to be there. They only go after the things that aren't supposed to be there. They need to get out of the system. and uh, But also they will go after food if we take them on a full stomach. Proteases will break down protein into amino acids. Uh, there is protease in the Digest Gold and all these other digestive enzymes that we've talked about. And that is the key uh, as to why Julia mentions it needs to be on an empty stomach if you want to use them systemically because the enzymes will break down what's there. If there's no food in the stomach, they go into the blood and they go other places and break down those things. And uh, yeah, I, I love that. So then from an immune enhancing standpoint, um, what you're basically saying, if I understand correctly, is that we've already got this activity happening all the time at the white blood cell level. And we know that um, you know white blood cells are one of the big you know protectors of the body, basically going after things that, that need to be killed off and eliminated from the body. And so when we take those extra enzymes, all we're doing is giving that normal process a boost. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. And and I I want to qualify the word boost because many of the things that we take um, you know, in our natural apothecary are actually immune stimulating. So they're actually in one way or another they're stimulating the immune system. What's so cool about enzymes is we actually call it they partner with the immune system. We're not artificially creating more white blood cells. We're not artificially, you know, and by artificial, I mean, you don't, you know, through an herb or another kind of nutrient, we're not actually boosting the immune system. We're partnering with it. And I bring this up because enzymes, proteases are specifically safe for autoimmune. So for people who don't want to boost the immune system, enzymes are a fantastic solution and actually have kind of a modulating effect mm -hmm. or those kinds of conditions because they do so many other things. And a lot of times those autoimmune situations are long-term gut situations is where they started long, long, long ago. And then the body adapt, adapted through this autoimmune response. So enzymes are really beautiful in that way. And the other thing I like to mention is that enzymes make great partners. So say you're taking some of your simple, you know, your, your things for the immune system, whether it's your zinc, your echinacea, your colloidal silver, your elderberry, whatever it is that's your favorite. I love astragalus. That's my daily immune tonic. Um, you can combine them with enzymes and everything's going to work better because 
think of it, the enzymes are going in and they're doing cleanup work. And then your other nutrients or your herbs are coming in and helping and like doing things on different levels in the immune system. So they work beautifully, absolutely beautifully together. Yeah, I love that. And I'm really glad. Thank you for bringing up the autoimmune thing. So for people that deal with um, any of those autoimmune conditions, there's a couple of things that are really critical. One is there's a lot of, and, and I want to talk about this briefly too, Julia, there's a lot of inflammation in autoimmune disease and mm-hmm. enzymes play a role in mitigating inflammation as well. I want to talk about that. But also, yeah, we don't want to overly stimulate an already stimulated immune system that's, uh, you know, doing maybe a little more work than we'd like it to in some areas mm-hmm. of the body. If you're dealing with things like Hashimoto's or lupus or MS or Epstein-Barr and, you know, name the name, the million mm-hmm. different autoimmune diseases that people are dealing with. And I love it too, because, you know, I deal with a lot of people that are dealing with things like long COVID, um, even mm-hmm. um, vaccine injury uh, that that's happened over the last little bit on my other podcast, Dearly Discarded. And one of the things that I love about systemic enzymes is they can be very safely recommended pretty much no matter what anybody's dealing with, because yep. they're not altering what the body naturally does. They're just enhancing what the body naturally does, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. So I, I like that you actually did qualify the word boost. That's probably not the best word for it. I like the partner word even better. So that's great. So let's talk about the inflammatory side of the enzymes. How do enzymes impact inflammation? It's really cool because, again, we just go back to dead, damaged, does not belong. And so when we have damaged tissue, whether that's from an injury or whether it's just from aging slash overuse, you know, a lot of times this happens around the joints. We have damaged tissue because the, the, the joint pocket has just aged over time. And then there's like joint on joint tension there or, or activity. Enzymes can come in, they actually come in and they clean up all that damaged tissue so that the body can start to regenerate more quickly. So I like to describe it as think of, um, think of you got a big abrasion on your arm, you fell off your bike and you're just, you know, you're raw on your arm for say, and what's the first thing you're going to do? You're going to go in and clean it up. You're going to get everything out of there. You're going to continue to clean it up, not just so that bacteria doesn't form um, so that you can move more quickly. But the reason you're doing that is so that your body can focus on the cellular regeneration. And enzymes do that on the inside. So when we're working with people who say, I'm just going to bring up curcumin because anybody who's got any kind of inflammation, which is all of us, that is such a beautiful remedy. But specifically, if someone is coming in in discomfort, Um, you know, you're working on a joint issue that is not comfortable, you can use the curcumin to help to modulate that, that inflammation cycle to a more normalized cycle. But then you can also use it with enzymes to help to clean up the area. So you're getting the best of both. The cool thing about enzymes too, again, they work quickly. They work on contact when they're formulated correctly. And so a lot of times while we're waiting for some of the other remedies that we might use, whether that might be hyaluronic acid that we're using to help to rebuild the synovial fluid and the joints, we're using curcumin, we're using some other things. Enzymes actually go in there and they start that cleanup work right away. And oftentimes that pulls the inflammation down to a more modulated level and people are feeling better faster. Uh, I love that. You're, you, you're, 
it's almost like you explain this stuff on a daily basis because (laughs) (laughs) you're really good at laying it out in a way that's easy to understand. And I appreciate it so much. So with the with the systemic enzyme thing and digestive enzymes, too, um, you know, the, the big difference is that we're taking one with a meal and one without a meal because we're trying to get the enzymes to do different things, essentially. But mm-hmm. a lot of the enzymes themselves are the same or similar, at least in terms of, you know, what their capacity is inside the body. But it sounds like to me, and I had not ever thought of this, and I'm, it's kind of silly that I hadn't, but that's why I love doing this show. I learn something every single time I do it. So we have digestive enzymes. They enhance digestion. Real simple. They make digestion easier, more efficient. We get more out of our food. We have less disruption from you know things like gas and bloating and, and constipation and all these other things that digestive enzymes can help with. But systemic enzymes just enhance just about everything else that the body is typically doing. I mean, everything an enzyme does is just enhance what the body's naturally trying to do anyway. And as we age, we need more and more of them because there's more and more you know, breakdown coming up, more oxidation, more stress, all these different things as we're getting older, especially if most of us sort of abused ourselves when we were younger, which I think most of us do through our diet and a variety of other things. So we need to just add more to the party so the body has more of those materials that it needs to enhance the immune response, to enhance the digestive capacity, to enhance the detoxification and cleansing capacity of what the body is already doing. So across the board, enzymes are really just partnering with the body's natural way of taking care of itself. Yeah, I can get pretty um, etheric here, which is that, you know, without enzymes, there is no life. Enzymes are responsible for every single catalytic reaction on earth. So when something does not possess enzymes, it was never alive. And if something had enzymes, then it doesn't any longer have active enzymes. It's now dead. And when we think about it, you know, enzymes with literally without enzymes, there is no life. The most, one of the most common proteins on earth is an enzyme. And the short word for it is called Rubisco. And without Rubisco, we wouldn't have photosynthesis. And without photosynthesis, we wouldn't have air. So when people are like, "Ah, I don't need enzymes. I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) They're kind of, you know, one of the big things that's keeping you alive right now. And so our body really, really knows what to do with them. And what we're uncovering, the more that Enzymetica, you know, we were the experts in enzyme formulation and and the way we formulate is why the products are so, so very popular. But now we're doing a lot more deeper research. And it's very exciting because we're seeing downstream effects, for instance, on enzymes on the microbiome that have nothing to do with digestion. And it's very, very exciting. So there's really like no reason to not take an enzyme in my opinion. And that's not just because I love the company that I work for. And I think that they're absolutely fascinating. It's because literally without enzymes, there is no life. And we just produce less and less of them as we age. Yeah. Well, and and there's a reason for that. The body is literally throttling back production, knowing that we will die if we use them all up. There's only so (laughs) much that we ever can make. It's this finite number of enzymes that our body has the capacity to make. When we're younger, we're using them like crazy. And as we get older, the body's like, whoa, we got to hold some back in the tank. It's kind of, I call it uh, like a trust fund. You know, you can't really redeposit. Uh, You're just pulling stuff out all the time. And if you're not throwing more uh, enzymes into the mix to help uh, uh, take care of 
what used to be easy to do. I mean, if you think about it as we age, Julia, it's really interesting. You go back and you think about when we were kids and what we could do and recover just fine. Right. I mean, we'd go out and we'd run around and we'd bounce on the trampoline and we'd fall off the trampoline. We'd fall off our bikes. We'd do all these things when we were kids doing all this reckless stuff. And we might get scraped up and we might get beat up and bruised a little bit, but we recovered great. And the next day we're out playing again and we could eat. I, I always tell people I've said this probably 10 times on the show, but. You know, as a kid that grew up in a health food store and with parents who always made me eat whole wheat bread and, uh, you know, really like clean food, I rebelled at times more often than I probably should have. Well, 100 percent more often than I should have. But literally across the street from our store, uh, which I had to sprint because it's a busy road, but I would run across the street for lunch to the local burger place. It's called Paces. And I'd have a double deluxe cheeseburger and I'd have onion rings and I'd have a chocolate chocolate chip shake when I was 15, 16, 17 years old. And it was delicious. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to lie to you, listen to Vitality Radio and tell you that I don't love junk food because sometimes I do. (laughs) Although as an old guy, I've learned it's not worth it. So I don't eat it anymore. But back then I did and I could eat it and I felt great. I felt mm-hmm. fine after I ate it. If I ate that now, I think I'd be curled up in a ball for a day and a half <laughs> waiting for, waiting for the discomfort uh, to disappear. And uh, it's just crazy. And the big, big difference is back then, lots of enzymes, lots of yep. stomach acid. Everything was functioning like it should. And my body was like, I can work overtime to knock out this meal. No problem. Eh, not so much in 51-year-old Jared. So it is interesting. Another thing that I think is really interesting, too, that that just kind of clicked in as you were talking about how, you know, they help with everything functioning more like that, like it should. You talked about magnesium and I'm such a huge fan of magnesium. It's like my other big favorite. I talk about enzymes and magnesium and probiotics probably more than anything else that I talk about. And yet one of the things that is kind of a catchphrase with magnesium is that it is utilized in depending on what I read, anywhere from like 300 to 800 different enzymatic things that the body does, enzymatic processes. Well, what's an enzymatic process? It's a process that requires enzymes, right? So then if you're taking magnesium and thinking, hey, I'm going to get all these benefits from magnesium that I hear about, but you're not taking enzymes, there's a decent chance you're going to miss out on some of those benefits anyway. Yep, absolutely. And that's you know, one of the reasons that Enzymedica launched some magnesium products is because we recognize that there's actually only a handful of enzymes we can actually supplement with. Most of the enzymes, over 75,000 of them in the human body, can't be supplement can't be supplemented. We call them metabolic or endogenous enzymes, and we can't build those. You know, we can't put those in a fermentation tank and, and put that in a supplement form. What we can do is support the body to create enough of your own enzymes. And magnesium, you know, it's a huge deficiency in our culture, as you know. Um, but one of the things that not a lot of people know is that there's a certain class of medications that are digestive medications, they're used uh, for ongoing heartburn that you buy in a drugstore, and they actually will put you into an extreme magnesium deficiency when you take them for over a year period of time. And I'm not making it up. It's on the FDA website posted in 2009. It's a condition called hypomagnesemia. And it's not just 
the little bit of magnesium deficiency that all of us have, it's magnesium deficiency to the point of having cardiac issues, breaking bones, situations like that. And so we're really, really committed to making sure that people are getting enough magnesium, especially when you're looking at the levels of stress and focus issues and depression that are going on in our culture. A neuronal, a brain magnesium deficiency is actually at the heart of a lot of those things. It's because we're not getting the magnesium that's able to, first of all, be a quality magnesium like what you sell and actually make it into the bloodstream, but then also cross the blood-brain barrier. And so a lot of times when you fill that neuronal magnesium deficiency, what you end up is a better resilience to stress, higher quality sleep. For me, focus is huge. It really, really helps me with my monkey brain focus. Um, mm -hmm. So it is, it's vitally important. I'm glad you've been on the magnesium train for a really long time because it's like enzymes, magnesium, healthy fats. That's, and for me now, berberine. Um, but that's a big part of the, I don't not do these things. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And of course, omega-3 is, is another part of my vital five. And so it fits right in there along with the probiotics, the magnesium, the digestive enzymes. And, and, and of course, there's so much we could talk about with all of all of those topics you just brought up. But it is important, I think, to understand that the the reason that I created this whole Vital Five thing in the first place is because I had people all the time asking me where to start. Okay, well, what do I do? Because you you sell a million things. What the heck do I do? What's really necessary? And and people would constantly ask, well, what do you take? What do you take, Jared? And it's like, yeah, well, that's a great question because I can take anything. I have right. lots of access that not everybody does. And in many cases, I can get it for free or for very inexpensive. And so that is like this really great mixed blessing. It's amazing because I have all the access, but it, then it's like, well, okay, I can literally take just about anything. What the heck do I take without taking everything? And so that's why I dialed it down to the stuff that I think just pretty much across the board, adults in America need more of. And that's where, you know, how enzymes and magnesium, these other things got into my vital five. And so I love that, and I love the interaction uh, because enzymes are going to help with the absorption of the healthy fats. They're going to help with the utilization of magnesium. They're going to help the microbiome to get stronger and healthier, uh, and they're going to help you with um, util uh, with um, utilization of the nutrients that you get in your food as well. So across the board, they're doing really, really great work. Two questions before I let you go, because we only have about five minutes left. Uh, one is, while we're talking about the proteases specifically, uh, so that people know what to do with that, if they're looking for things to enhance their immune uh, system during this holiday season, they're looking for things to help with the inflammatory responses that you talked about, um, you have some specific uh, systemic enzymes that fit those areas. Will you talk about those briefly? Certainly. So the names of the products, um, the first one I'm going to talk about is called Enzyme Defense. So Enzyme Defense is a pure protease product. It's very, very high in a variety of proteases um, and much higher than what you would get in a digestive enzyme. So one thing I want to clear up is that sometimes people say, great, I'll just take Digest Gold with meals and I'll take it between meals. And that's great. You actually certainly can do that. But if you're really looking to get activity in the bloodstream, it's not a very economical way to do it. You're much better off taking your digestive enzyme and then taking an enzyme defense because you're getting a lot higher proteases. And proteases really are kind of the heavy hitters when we're talking about working in the bloodstream. 
And so I call enzyme defense sort of our multi-protease formula. It has several different kinds of proteases. And another way to think about it, which is not very common, but to me it makes a lot of sense, is that if proteases are going in, they're breaking down what's dead, damaged, does not belong, as long as it's protein-based. Um, I think of them almost as a cleanser because they're going in and they're doing cleanup work. And that can be bacterial, that can mean other things, that can be damaged tissue. It can also just mean um, as our normal cellular regeneration happens, and the pro- then that those those dead cells have not yet been detoxified the body. The proteases are going to come in and help to clean that up too. So again, our body is saving energy. So enzyme defense is the first one that is really it's like your first stop for systemic enzyme therapy, and specifically when we're talking about the immune system. But there's another really cool protease that's really hot right now. It's been around for quite a long time. It's derived from the Japanese soy food called natto, and the enzyme is called natokinase. So what natokinase does is it's able to break down something in the bloodstream called fibrin. Fibrin is that sticky substance that leads to clotting. And when we're young, we aren't making very much fibrin at all, but we make more and more fibrin as we age. That's why we see cardiovascular issues increase as we age. But also another time that fibrin is created is when we're sedentary. So when we are not moving a lot, and I'm talking about getting on an airplane, I'm talking about couch potatoing during the holidays. So I know and when, you know, when my, my parents were still on this earth and alive, it would be like, uh, I'm going over to dad's for the weekend and we're going to watch a lot of TV because that's what he's up to right now at 80 years old. I'm not out there living my normal healthy lifestyle. So what natokinase can do is it can help to break up that fibrin so your circulation is naturally enhanced. Um, and then for anybody who does have cardiovascular concerns, whether they're currently working on it or they have a history of cardiovascular issues in their family, natokinase can be a really, really wonderful um, preventative and helpful tool for helping to make sure that that blood is not getting overly sticky. So instead of taking that you know, aspirin a day, you can take the natokinase and get a much better result. You want to make sure that you're taking a natto formula where the soy has been removed and the vitamin K has been removed because the Japanese fermented soy food natto actually has a lot of K. Again, fine if you're eating the food, but if you're working on cardiovascular issues, vitamin K leads to clotting. So you need to make sure that K has been removed, which is why you take a high quality one, such as what Enzymedica makes. The trademark name for it is NSKSD. It's the first clinically studied natto out there. And so it's really important to get that one. Otherwise you might just be getting soy powder. And a lot of people don't do real well with soy. Yeah. So you've got a highly purified form with the Nato KSD. Um, and it is, it, that's such an important one right now because we hear more and more, uh, especially post COVID and all the other stuff that's going on, people having more issues with clotting than we've ever seen before. A lot of stuff going on there. That's a really, really important element. In fact, that's the one we could do a whole show on. I think Nato is incredible stuff that we need to, um, get more information out there about. So I appreciate that. In the last minute or two, <laughs> we might be running a little high, but just real quick, post-holiday crash. A lot of people, after it's all said and done, they've done their Thanksgiving thing, they've done their Christmas thing, New Year's is over, and then they get sick or just mm-hmm. don't feel like they did. Uh, if you can sum it up in a minute or two, how do we avoid that? 
the best medicine is prevention. So if you, I know my meals, I'm just going to go after it. There are certain meals I'm like, yeah, I'm taking four digest gold with that meal and this is going to happen. But I try and intermittent fast more and I try and move more. So I still get all the joy out of the holidays for the things that are important, but I, you know, I, I really try and so that's one thing. I love that. The other thing is, um, I'm a huge believer in healthy blood sugar regulation so berberine, berberine, berberine all day long. It is so good for helping you to maintain those healthy blood sugar levels. And I know for myself, when all those sweets show up, I can only go so far. And then I end up craving sweets in January. And so berberine really helps me get through it so that I can get you know more online with my healthy lifestyle. But taking digestive enzymes are always going to help because they're basically giving you a little bit of a gut cleanse every time you take them because you're just simply breaking down your foods the way that we should be. Um, and then I can't also emphasize enough magnesium and rest. Yes, yes. Because yes. when we rest, we digest. And yep. it is so easy to get caught up in the stress of the holidays and we have to do this and we have to be there and it all has to be perfect. No, it doesn't. It absolutely does not. What you do need to do is chew your food, take your digestive enzymes, move your body, get rest and enjoy some joy. Like people don't connect with the fact that when we're in community, we digest better. And that's what the holidays are about. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. And yes, the preventative steps uh, make all the difference. And if you want to hear more about berberine, I did an entire episode on berberine that it honestly, I did it at the very beginning of this podcast. We're almost four years ago. It's episode 27 of Vitality Radio. And then I also redid it as episode 227. Um, one of the most fascinating episodes I've ever done in terms of the research I did digging into berberine. So we'll link that show as well fascinating stuff. And as I do every time so far, Julia, that you've been on, I'm going to invite you back. We need to do a show on not okay. Okay. Yes, absolutely. There's <laughs> awesome. so much to dig in. I okay. love it. Thank you so much. We have officially run out of time about a minute ago. We'll cram all this in, figure it out. Um, thank you so much for joining me, Julia, and we'll get you on again very soon. And for everybody listening, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an incredible holiday season and that you take some of these uh, wonderful and wise words to heart uh, from our wonderful guest, Julia Craven. Thank you both. Uh, thank you all for joining me. Merry Christmas. And... Uh, I, if you have questions, call us, 801-292-6662, 801-292-6662. You can jump online also, vitalitynutrition.com. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.